Hello and welcome to the Green Circle. My podcast series brought to you by the Electricity Hub. I am your host, Uche. Every week, we bring you analysis of topical issues around renewable energy. About 90 million Nigerians are not connected to the national grid. Of the 110 million connected, 55%, a large number, is underserved. Commercial and industrial sectors have had to rely on self-generation via petrol and diesel generators. These fossil fuel generators, in addition to being pollutants, affect business productivity and raise overhead costs. With increasing adoption of renewable energy, the commercial and industrial solar services sector has grown, especially in industrial centers. Price of solar going down, sea and ice solar is increasingly becoming much more economically feasible for businesses and industries. Here to highlight the energy challenges businesses face and discuss how distributed energy resources can improve productivity and lower energy costs is Oledo Soka, the CEO of West Africa for the Easter Power. Welcome to the show, Oledo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oledo, I know you've been doing this for a while and over the past couple of years, we've seen an increase in commercial and industrial solar deployment. What would you say have been the major driver for the recent boom in this sector? The last few years have been amazing, right? The uptake um, has been quite significant. And I'd say there are around four main drivers. The first is a realization that our access to energy on the continent is really poor. So around 570 million people currently don't have access to energy. And energy is, of course, critical to productivity, to economic growth, and other very significant metrics for the region. So that's the first thing. The second driver is really around power costs. So if you look at power costs in Nigeria, which which is really driven by the grids and diesel generators, you see that power costs over the last few years are on the rise. And if you look at the trajectory, it's only going to keep rising because currently the grids are charging a tariff that's not reactive of their costs. So we expect that those power costs are going to keep rising. That's the second factor. The third is around the environmental costs of the current energy infrastructure. So if you look at Nigeria again, where the energy infrastructure is really around diesel generators, about $17 billion is spent a year on these polluting diesel generators. And that has a cost for the environment in terms of noise, in terms of diesel spillage, in terms of air pollution as well. The last one that has caused an increase in uptake of CNI is cost of solar. So on the one hand, we've spoken about how power costs in the region are increasing. But on the other hand, costs of solar are dropping. In the last 10 years, we've seen about an 82% drop in cost of solar. So increasingly, it's cheaper to produce energy from solar. Speaking of the dropping cost of solar, can you highlight some of the components of a typical commercial industrial solar system? Sure. So the main components um, are really around the solar panels themselves, the racks, the inverters, the meters, and the batteries. Um, So the solar panels are the most notable components, right? So that's what you'd see on the roof. And they're installed outside. The third component is the inverters. So the solar that's generated from the panels is in direct current. Now, what the inverters do, convert that direct current to alternating current, which is what the appliances in your house or the equipment in factories use for their production. The fourth component is the meter. So when we install solar at site, we need to be able to measure how much solar is being consumed, how much they're consuming from the grid as well, if it's, if it's a grid-connected system. Um, and we would also, in this case, also internet connectivity, so we can also monitor um, the performance remotely as well. Then you can also throw in batteries into the mix. So solar panels rely on sunlight to use power. What the batteries do is that they store power produced from the solar 
or any other source of electricity during the day. And at night, if you have your battery installed, you can use that to power your facility if it's night and there's no energy from either the grid or your generator. So those are the sort of main components of the system. And it can, of course, also be integrated to work with generators. Uh, speaking of um, using these distributed energy resources for businesses, um, can you highlight the commercial and industrial solar services you've deployed or provided that have helped business scale up their productivity? Sure. So maybe I can start by giving a bit of context first about Daystar. What we offer is solar solutions to um, commercial and industrial um, businesses. And we've done that now across 250 sites in West Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, um, Togo, and Senegal. And we're currently expanding. In terms of how we've scaled up productivity, affordable and reliable electricity is critical to productivity in, a, in any economy, right? If you look at a business and you look at their operational expenses, typically about 30% of that is power costs. Now, our solutions are able to reduce power costs by up to 30%, depending on the contract term and the country that we're looking at. Now, if we're reducing your power cost by 30%, naturally, you're saving money. And the beauty of it is that we don't require any investment from businesses. So we invest and we finance the systems. And then the money that those businesses are saving can then be channeled into, for instance, opening a new production line if you're a manufacturer hiring and giving people more jobs, expanding your business, right? Ultimately, there's a broader economic impact. And this ultimately also improves competitiveness in our industries. Let me help you quantify things a bit. So let's take Nigeria. Earlier, we spoke about how about 17 billion is spent annually on diesel generators. That's from data from the International Finance Corporation in 2019. If we're spending $17 billion on diesel generators, how much is our budget as a country? It's $31 billion for 2021. So essentially, we're using half of our total budget on diesel generators. Now, imagine if we're channeling that $17 billion rather to more productive purposes. That's Nigeria. I can give you an example in Senegal. Industries there pay about $25 for electricity from the grid. But if you're comparing to what an industry in Norway pays, it's around $5. That's 400% less expensive than businesses in Senegal. So ultimately, we can't compete. So what we're doing is reducing power costs and helping those businesses channel the savings into more productive purposes. Upfront costs for these solar systems are quite expensive and consumer financing is a huge challenge. Does this offer any consumer financing options or support for businesses that are looking to make this switch? Yes, absolutely. That's that's the fundamental of our value proposition, right? It's that we finance the system, so we don't require any investment from the businesses. Um, instead, what we offer is the asset and monthly savings without you having invested any money. So we take away that hurdle because ultimately having to spend that money on buying the solar plants is a hurdle. We remove that hurdle and enable um, adoption. So our teams are trained to design, install, and maintain the systems. And we do so at no additional cost to the client. So what we offer you is savings over the long term. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Things have been good in the C&I space for the past couple of years, but still you've got to be facing some challenges. So I just wanted to know what are the challenges C&I developers face in the space? Absolutely. I, th I guess the first one is just by virtue of how new the industry is in West Africa, we've gone past the stage now where um, the private sector understands the value of the solutions. 
But there's still a question of the commercial banks and the financiers locally understanding this. So what we've seen is that interest rates are not generally favorable. Um, what we've seen is that there isn't that much local currency finance in favorable terms that's available from country to country in the region. Because they're expensive, they have longer payback periods. It's absolutely essential that you have favorable financing to, to be able to accelerate growth, right? So that's a challenge I, I, I will mention. I will say, however, that's a challenge that we are solving. So for instance, we've raised now $48 million in equity in the last three years, right? So we, we've shown that it's possible, but we need to see more financing. We need to see more capital being released in the industry to solve the problems that we're addressing. So that's one, patient and attractive financing. The second is really around um, comprehensive policies, right? And I'll give you a practical example. In some countries, what you find is that there are written policies that encourage investment and deployment of solar. But in reality, those policies are not being implemented. For instance, in some countries, you have waivers on duties for solar. But what you find sometimes is that at the port, when you're talking to customs in clearing, they're telling you a different story. So we need to see consistency. If electrifying our countries and the region is a priority, then the implementation of policy needs to align with the written policies. And the last thing I'd mention in terms of challenges is just around regulations that attract financing. And what I mean by that is two things. One, I, it's always important to remember the context, which is 570 million people don't have electricity in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, that should be a priority for us as citizens, but also for our government. So we need to come to a place where we have the market in a position where it's allowed to solve the problem. That means, for instance, should we perhaps be thinking about moving away from monopolies? So how can we al allow private sector to come in in the production and distribution of energy? In some countries, we still have monopolies. That's one. Two, how can we have regulations that are not only clear, but that also give investors comfort that if I invest in this sector, in the next five years, when the government changes, this policy will still be effective. Because what we've had in some countries is a lack of clarity and a lack of commitment in terms of accelerating growth in the sector. So I think those are the key issues that, that we're facing. But I will say also, there have been some wins, right? We've made strides. But considering the scale of the problem we're addressing, we need to see more traction in resolving these challenges. On a final note, I just wanted to know, what's your current portfolio like and what are your growth expansion plans? So currently, we have installed and currently maintain around 250 solar plants in Ghana, Nigeria, Togo, and Senegal. We just raised um, $338 million in equity in 2021, in January 2021. And the plan there is really to expand in the ECOWAS region because there's so much opportunity, right? Access to reliable and affordable electricity is a grave problem in the region. And what we're planning to do with this fundraise is actually deploy uh, more plants. So if you look at the data around, we need to be we need to be deploying around $70 billion a year to meet the deficit, right? So this is just a scratch in the surface and we are hoping to accelerate our growth in the ECOWAS region. Thank you, Ola, for speaking with me today. It's been a pleasure listening to you. Thank you so much. Check out our website at theelectricityhub.com or our social media channels, The Electricity Hub. You can also listen to previous episodes of our podcast at podcast.theelectricityhub.com. Have a good one.